I know you're gonna dig this. Broadcasting live from the center of the universe, it's business school without the BS. Featuring optometrist-turned-entrepreneur, Dr. Robert Zellner, with USSBA Entrepreneur of the Year, Clay Clark. Welcome to the Thrive Time Show on Talk Radio 1170. Yes, at Z and Clay, broadcasting from the box in the 918. Business school in the topic today. Check the syllabus, is getting you paid. Making a business boom is what we do. You can do it, let us show you. It's the Thrive Time Show on your radio. It's the Thrive Time Show, and away we go. It's the Thrive Time Show on your radio. In three, two, one, here we go. Oh, yes, Thrive Nation. Welcome back to the conversation. It is the Thrive Time Show on your radio. And today we are talking about the art of getting things done. How do you specifically get more things done? So many people email us all the time. They ask us all the time. We run into them. They always ask, how is it possible for you guys to get so much stuff done? I mean, you know, Clay, you you have five kids. You got multiple businesses. How do you get it done? Uh, some people say, you know, Dr. Zellner, you own multiple companies. Uh, you, you know, you've got so much going on. How do you get things done? Well, wh- what we're going to talk about today is we're going to talk about the art of getting things done. Now, on the previous shows you can find on the podcast, we're going to be teaching you all 66 of the moves. So on the, pr- on the previous podcast broadcast, you can find it at thrivetimeshow.com and then click the podcast button. We've already made it through move number one through move number 36. And, or, or through move 35. So today we're moving on to move 36. These are these are proven, time-tested. These are moves that Dr. Z and I actually use on a daily basis to help us get more stuff done. And we have Steve Currington with Total Ending Concepts filling in today for Dr. Zellner. I mean, Dr. Zellner, it's, it's hard, it's, Steve, it's hard to fill in for Dr. Z. It's yeah, hard to do it. It's tough. What, what kind of emotions are you feeling when you know that you are trying to fill in, you're trying to fill the shoes of a guy who's a, a legendary optometrist turned entrepreneur? I mean, do, do, do you feel a lot of pressure? Oh, yeah. I have to get up about three hours earlier, mm. and uh, I get like a soccer shirt on, Yeah, like Dr. Z does. Yeah. And um, and I like run around my house. Nice. Like my, my neighbors think it's weird because... I'm running around my house and it's like five in the morning. No, you know, sometimes I've yeah. never taken a look at your calves, your calf muscles. But do you feel like you're doing a lot of calf raises to get your calves to a Doctor Z level? Because his calves yeah. are amazing. They're calves. No, they're probably ten percent of a Doctor Z calf. Okay, so you're doing but, a lot of leg raises. But yeah, so I'm getting there. Nice. So yeah, it's definitely it's very difficult to fill his shoes, especially since my feet are bigger. Too. Oh no, yeah, so it's I'm harder. To, so you, I'm like, wow, you these over, are tight. You over delivered. Yeah. You overfilled his shoes. Big, big, big toe. Okay, so move number 36 is avoid discussions about opinions and feelings. Oh, well, yeah. Winston Churchill, uh, this is the guy who was the British statesman. Uh, he was, Basically, he was known for standing up to Adolf Hitler when he was the prime minister of, uh, of the Great Britain at the time of the Nazis' attempt to take over the world. Literally, these guys were trying to take over the world, and one of the only people to stand up to, to Adolf Hitler and his tyranny was Winston Churchill. And he says this. He says, a pessimist sees the difficulty in every opportunity. An optimist sees the opportunity in every difficulty. And, and Steve, I'm not just saying this. You are a person who is, uh, you, you definitely are an, an, an optimist. Um, you've gone out there and you had you had to overcome your share of adversity to start your own mortgage company, to get the thing going, right. and then you teamed up to build another one. Uh, talk to me about why you, as a general rule, 
try to avoid the presence of pessimists and maybe a real life example from for maybe your life maybe recent or in the past where you know you've had somebody who's a pessimist who it's it just it's impossible for them to to make their sales calls or to do their to-do list or they just they, they think everything is so so hard i mean walk, walk me through why you because i noticed that you're very intentional about avoiding pessimists and then yeah. maybe and then walk us through kind of what happens when you try to manage a pessimist yeah it's tough i mean i my one of my biggest focuses is just on keeping positive people in my life and in front of me. And if and if I find you, if you if you run around with me for a minute and then you realize I have disappeared and you do no longer hang out with me and I don't come around, it might be because you're a negative Nelly, a negative person, a pessimist, somebody who complains, who's constantly bringing things down, low energy. Oh, low energy. I can't. I just can't handle that. I, it, it's like I know myself enough to know that I've got. People think that they're going to like bring other people up, you know, right. like, like I'm going to, Hey man, I really want to help them. And I've got a heart for helping people and I'm going to, I'm going to help them. I'm going to give them a leg up. And, and to quote I- Dr. Z, who's not here, he says, you shouldn't try to life coach your employees unless you are a life coach. You know, if, if life right. coaching is your core business, so yeah. that's what you do. Uh, he would a hundred percent agree with you back to you. Right. Yeah. So you just don't, you want to avoid getting into the conversations and getting into the, um, into the mode where you're hanging out with those people with my original business coach, Dr. Steve green used to say, and this was a church thing. He'd say you, you walk and then you stand. And the next thing you know, you're sitting with the people that you don't want to be sitting with. Right. And it Mm. just starts with hanging out a little bit. Next thing you know, you're the Nelly negative. And I call them the people in the Valley. And I'm sorry if you're the person in the Valley out there that's reaching up and grabbing my ankles and trying to drag me down into suck land. And that's really what, what it's about for me i'm gonna walk the the thrivers through albeit weird because i'll play both characters i'm gonna walk you through a meeting with a low energy person and how impossible it is and why you need to avoid discussions about opinions and feelings this is move 36 the move is here okay you don't want to talk about how they feel and or their opinions you just want to focus on facts okay so you want to avoid discussions about opinions and feelings and you want to focus right you want to focus on facts. So if someone needs to write that down, avoid discussions about opinions and feelings. You want to focus on facts. Okay, so here's an example. A low-energy person will say, you know, I, uh, I wanted to get it done. Uh, so you'll say, Steve, did you make the sales calls? Steve, did you make the calls? And a low-energy um, person who focuses on opinions and feelings, this, this is the member of your team who you ask them the basic question, did you call the leads? And a low-energy person will say, yeah, you know, yeah, kind of overall, basically, you know. And then they'll kind of look down. Typically, they'll look down when talking. They look right. down. They kind of, it's it's a way to avoid eye contact because a confident person would not have the cognitive dissonance. Dissonance means a dissatisfaction between where you are and what you said you wanted to do. So if you if your values say, I want to be on time, but you're late, it causes a feeling of, of dissonance. D- again, dissonance is you say, I want to be on time all the time, but you're perpetually late. A person with with heavy uh, dissonance, someone who, who consistently lies to themselves, who doesn't honor their own commitments, will look down when talking. Right. You'll notice this in a meeting. Right. They'll say, did you call your leads? And they'll say in a very low energy way, yeah, I mean, overall, I, I mean, I've called most of them. Because they can't give you a direct answer. There's no, that was an opinion. That was an opinion. That was a feeling. I, I Basically, I called most of them. But the question yeah. was, did you call your leads? Or they'll say, well, well what had happened was. Right. Like, what had happened was. Well, 
And they usually don't even bring that much energy. It's more like, yeah, yeah. what happened is... And they always have somebody in their life who's going through an illness, which allows them, or a, a marital issue, or a life issue, because that's what's keeping them from answering the question. I'm having a personal medical thing. That's I, I, exactly. So you'll say, did you call the leads? They'll look down and say, well, you know, I just... You know, I I I am I overall. I mean, basically, I called most of them. And then you'll say, if you're if you want to be successful, you want to get things done, the art of getting things done. I would say, I do say, you've seen me say it. I'd say, so really, what I'm asking again, I'll try it again. Did you actually call the lead? Just yes or no. And then they'll say, no, 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 I didn't. But then they'll kind of make eye contact for the first time, and you'll say, okay, well, here's the deal. If you don't make the calls to the leads, the leads aren't going to call themselves. For the same reason a book isn't going to write itself. For the same reason I believe that the earth didn't create itself. I believe God did that. But the point is, something has to happen. It's cause and effect. Something has to happen to create the effect. Some cause has to happen. You're going to be successful because you did something or, or because you didn't do something, right? You're going to be successful because you did it or not because you didn't. So when you're around people that, that don't, they, they can't even answer the basic question of did they call their leads. Another example, when you're with a person who wants to talk about feelings and, and they're not very successful, people who aren't very successful, by the way, love talking about feelings. Right. These people, you'll say, Hey, the meeting starts at 8. Now, the meeting starts at 8 because that's what time the meeting starts. So when the meeting starts at 8, a person of purpose will show up right at 8 or before 8, but they are trying to. So as an example, I was meeting Steve the other day, and I, I said, hey, we'll meet you in the morning at 8. And I'm looking at my, my, looking at my clock in my car, and I'm wanting to go at the, fast, at the speed needed right. to actually meet Steve at 8 because I said I would do it, right? And the fact is if I don't get there at 8, that's late. And if I am there on time, that's on time or I'm early. So you've just got to avoid people that can't at a very basic level handle the truth. Either right. you did call your leads or you didn't. If you have people that want to talk about their feelings, then that's a problem. So what happened is with, with Winston Churchill is that he realized that he felt his feeling was Adolf Hitler reached out to him and said, basically, if you will tur turn over all of your Jewish people, if you'll turn them all over to us, what we're going to do is we are going to allow you to just become part of the Nazi regime and we'll spare your lives. You just have to turn over the Jewish people. And this is documented in the book called 21 Irrefutable Laws of Leadership. Now, you can read the entire excerpt, or you can just Google Winston Churchill's famous letter to Hitler. But this is how he responds. He says, Mr. Hitler, he says, basically, we, we, we deny your request to you know, annex Britain and to make it part of the Third Reich. Furthermore, in the history of, of the world, you are one of the most evil people ever, ever, and we're going to fight you by land, sea, Air, and until every single one of us is dead, we're not going to stop fighting you, but we're not giving you our people. Now, everybody in the country, you understand all these other European countries had turned over their Jewish people. All of them did. You understand that every country, almost every country was like, well, it's better than dying. Let's just turn them over. You understand that the, Ger that the German people were complicit in putting the stars on the Jewish people's uniforms. You understand that somebody, the government came to the people and said, listen, if you'll put a star on all the Jewish people, we'll, we'll let you go. You understand that would be like in America today, somebody saying, hey, if you'll put a star on all the Jewish people in our country, we'll just let it go. The people passively stood by and watched it happen. So Winston Churchill stands up. Well, next thing you know, the people are like, uh-oh, he just, he just stood up to the you know, guy who's taken over the world. So the bombing campaign began. So every night there's air raids. And then you just, every night, people are trying, imagine what it would be like trying to have a dinner, trying to go out for a movie, trying to go out for coffee. And every single night you hear, in the distance. And then it gets closer. And then it's like, and it's, 
and stuff's blowing up. So he decided to have a, a nightly radio broadcast where Winston Churchill himself would hop on the radio and would say, be calm and carry on. That was the, that was the mantra. That's where those that's where those shirts came from. Was you know be calm and carry on. The point was is that we're gonna fight this dude, and I don't want to hear about how we feel. It's the right thing to do, and we're gonna we're gonna do this. And although the pessimists may see the difficulty, I see an opportunity, and the opportunity is to stand up against the Third Reich and to stand up for what's right. And America, a lot of people don't realize this, FDR in America, the United States of America, we did not, the giant was sleeping. We did not want to inter- interact. We didn't want to wake up the giant and go fight those guys until the, 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 the Japanese the Japanese bombed Pearl Harbor. And that's the night that they woke up the sleeping giant and all of a sudden we got into it. But we, were, we, were, we weren't going to defend them. You understand that, that, that Winston Churchill was asking our country to help and we're like, nah, we're, we're busy. We've got some stuff going on. And we did not get involved at all in the defense of Great Britain until until uh, they bombed us. Because people are naturally selfish. They are. People are our country, our right. American country, the country we love so much. We're selfish. We all don't want to do anything. We don't want to put that much risk out there unless it benefits us. And so if you're with if you if you want to be successful and you want to live as a person of principle, you've got to avoid people that want to discuss opinions and how they feel instead of focusing on the facts. You just have to do that. Now move 37. If you have to meet, you want to meet for coffee and not lunch. If if you have to meet, uh, Steve, when we come back, you're a guy of so many realtors in Tulsa want to work with you because they know how fast you guys process loans there at Total Lending Concepts. Right. And you have a lot of meetings. When we come back, I want to hear your take on how you do this because this is pretty a powerful concept. This can free up hours and hours of time for people out there who have to network. I would highly recommend you stay tuned. We're going to talk about how to have those face-to-face meetings that you have to have in the game of business. My name is Clay Clark. I'm a business coach. You're listening to the Thrive Time Show on your radio. Stay tuned. Man, I always kept it righteous knowing it would come back to me. Even when my hunger was outweighing a strategy and I pray to God like I hope you got it. This is what the Lord wants me to do. In my heart I just believe that there's no proof. I think about the chorus, the melody's important, but nothing sounds sweeter than the Right, T-Town, Tulsa. Welcome back to the Thrive Time Show on the radio. For those of you listening from all over the planet, we welcome you as well. I I, I will tell you, people ask me all the time, why do you do this show? Uh, I do this show because I know this is what the Lord wants me to do. You say, are you serious? Yes, I know this is what I'm supposed to be doing. I know because so many of you will reach out and say, you know what, you were talking about something and that one, just that one move was like the, the critical piece. It was like the cornerstone I needed to complete my, I mean, to, to just it unlocked my potential. It was like the break in the dam I needed to just let the flow. It was to let, let it flow. It was it just it it unleashed my potential. And we're talking today about the art of getting things done. And move thirty seven. This is one where I had built my company DJConnection.com largely by doing a three legged marketing stool that consisted of the following. One is every wedding vendor in Tulsa. I, I worked very hard to build a relationship with them, and I probably got 15 to 20% of them to refer all of the brides and weddings to me, but I earned that over time. 
Now, I earned that referral over time. The second was I did bridal shows. You know, you, you, all, all the brides show up at a trade show, you know, to buy, uh, to look for the vendors they need for their wedding. It's it's kind of like a state fair meets a wedding show, kind of a, an awkwardly formal Mostly trade show. Mostly state fair, though. You know, and then the third move was through internet marketing, which we which we now currently dominate. And if you're a Thrive Time business coach client, we help you do these moves. But one thing that was hard for me is that people always wanted to meet. They'd always say, hey, uh, could you meet up? I'd like to meet up for lunch. And I would say, yes. Well, the problem is I'd have two or three of those a day. Not kidding. So I would have a meeting like at 11, Steve, at like Panera, you know, the home of the $7 salad, you know. Yeah. And then I have a meeting at 12 for lunch. And then one at, one at lunch, I'm having three lunches in a day, and it eats up a massive amount of time. And uh, Benjamin Franklin, though, if he were here, he would say that remember that time is money. He said, notable quote, he says, remember that time is money. Benjamin Franklin, one of the founding fathers of the United States, the guy who invented the lightning rod, bifocals, the Franklin stove. He started universities. Uh, he helped write the Constitution. Wow. Sort of a big deal. Uh, he, he was a printer. I mean, he got a lot, a lot of stuff done. He negotiated the deal with the French that allowed us to secure the funding we needed to beat the British in the war. Yeah. He got a lot of stuff done. So, Steve, if someone wants to meet, you're, you're a mortgage guy. A lot of realtors want to meet you. Why is it so powerful to meet for coffee instead of lunch? Because most of the time, in my opinion, even if someone wants to meet with you, most people don't want to sit around at a lunch table for an hour or an hour and a half, which I think a lot of times <clears throat> that's what happens. It just, you know, it 30 minutes turns into 45, turns into an hour. And I schedule typically a 30 minute meeting, mm. which I can do at a coffee shop, which I can then be gone from. And it's not because I don't want to hang out with people. It's just that we have an agenda and I have, when I, when I meet a realtor, I have a, a system. I have a one sheet that I go over. There's a certain amount of time that it takes to go through that. And um, I'm busy, so I don't have time to have three hours of lunch every day. Can I, can I give the, the, the people out there in Tulsa, can I, can, I, can I brag on your business? Is that okay? Yeah. Well, if you go to stevecurrington.com, i tell you what, better yet, if you just Google Tulsa, mortgages.com everybody let's do it now let's google tulsa mortgages when you google tulsa mortgages there's a lot of ads that come up but then you're going to see the top of the google search is total lending concepts well why is total lending concepts top in google well one steve has been very very diligent about executing the proven system over the last two years that we do here at the thrive time show business coach program but two, two is that Steve is, is executing the path that works. One, he's, he's personally diligent, right? But two, he's implementing that plan. Now, the third thing is that Steve, when he comes up top in Google, he has a great offer. He has something where when people do find Total Winning Concepts, they're going to find a business that has a, a, a no-brainer, if you will. They have a, a really, really great uh, deal they do. And Steve, you help people get a qualified Real fast. I mean, you have a very, very streamlined process for doing this. Yeah. Can you kind of explain what happens? If I'm listening to this show today and I'm wanting to get a mortgage, maybe uh, the interest rates are super low right now. I'm looking to buy a house, maybe, uh, uh, you know, get a new home, a vacation home, something at Grand Lake, get a rental property. Walk me through. What's, what's that process you guys are offering? The biggest thing that we do that's different from most lenders is we pre-underwrite every file. So when most lenders are giving you a pre-approval letter and then sending you on your way, we're actually collecting income docs and pay stubs and all the stuff that I need to get an actual full-blown underwriting approval so that when you do find a house, I can rock and roll quick. So that's why we have a 21-day closing guarantee. We do that because we regularly close loans in 21 days or less. In fact, a lot of times we do it in less. Most of the time, we're more restricted by when the seller and buyer want to close than we mm. are by our process. Got it. So our goal is to just get 
the nit and gritty of the mortgage process out of the way up front so that you can relax and be excited about getting in your new home instead of worrying about whether or not your lender has your loan processed and ready to close. Okay, so you have a you have a process there that for the consumer works great now, and that's why you guys close so many more loans than the average mortgage company. And again, if you're if you're looking for a mortgage, and I know you are, you really owe it to yourself to get up there to stevecurrington.com. Check out the website; you can learn more about it. But if, but a lot of realtors out there are looking to uh, grow their business. Yep. And uh, you've teamed up with the Thrive Time uh, Show team and uh, bringing your experience to the table as well as the needs of these realtors. You've created a system that's helping realtors to grow dramatically i mean yeah. a lot of these realtors are kind of stuck in a rut where they're you know putting their face on a business card it's like glamour shots you know it's like right. hey, here's my name uh, this is a glamour shot i took about seven years ago on my card where i got big bangs you know when here's, here's my card and you're like doug why do you have big bangs the point is i went and got a glamour shot i put it on a card i passed out the card and so and that, that's what a lot of people do for real estate everyone every realtor says i'm the most professional you know, I'm the I'm the best. I'm a you know I basically what I do is I get I get have people help people find the houses. But you actually have a turnkey system where when real estate agents reach out to you, you can help a real estate agent dramatically grow their real estate business. And so you want to explain it to them, and you typically will meet them over coffee or something. Right. But, but you could spend hours meeting these people. You could do it. I mean, it would be possible. Yeah, part of my uh, purpose when I meet with someone is to find out if we get along and we can work together. Yeah, because I want to work with people that. I like that like me that think like me that are diligent doers that are not happy hopers and typically clay I had a meeting a couple weeks ago Uh-oh. and I knew within about three minutes that I wasn't going to work with this person I uh, forgot to wear pants I'm so sorry <laughs> right. I was 20 minutes late I couldn't find my pants so it, if it's so cool I'll just wear my boxes and we can meet it know? was weird but nice person nice person. successful real estate agent but for me mm. I just knew that we probably weren't going to work together so we had about a 17 minute meeting 17 minute meeting and then it was over you know and then i've had other ones that that i knew within two minutes that we could work together you know Mm. what i mean everybody knows there's people that you're naturally drawn to that you get along with that you can hang out with you can talk to that's I'm looking for people like that that I can get along with. And a business is just a vehicle to help you get where you want to go right in cash money income is just fuel for the vehicle that helps you get where you want to go. So I would encourage you to become the most fastidious time management expert ever if you want to get things done because you could spend hours meeting with somebody who's not going to become a good fit. You could do it. Right. Now, when we come back, we're going to be talking about Move 38, which is killing the game of phone tag forever. You want to work via appointment only. Do not ever participate in the time-wasting game of phone tag. You have to work via appointment only. And I don't, I don't think a lot of people know what that means. And so we're going to teach you how to kill the game of phone tag forever. This whole thing about, hey, sorry I missed you. Call me back when you're free. And then you call them, they call you, and you just keep saying back and forth, hey, I'm, I'm so sorry I missed you. Could you call me back? And they go, sure, absolutely. And they text you, hey, sorry I missed you. Text me when you're free. Hey, sorry I missed you. Text me when you're free. Hey, email me when you're free. Leave me a voicemail when you're free. You got to kill the game of phone tag if you want to get stuff done. Stay tuned. It's the Thrive Time Show on your radio. I'm a business coach. Broadcasting live from the center of the universe, it's business school without the BS. Featuring optometrist turned entrepreneur, Dr. Robert Zellner, with USSBA Entrepreneur of the Year, Clay Clark. I know exactly who you could be. Hold on, we're going home. Going home. It's hard to do these things alone. 
Thrive Nation. Welcome back to The Conversation. We are broadcasting this edition of The Thrive Time Show on your radio from the man cave. And so what we're doing here is to kind of to bring in the elements, to bring in the nature, to bring in the smell of pinion wood, to, to really create the the decor, the atmosphere, the ambiance, the, the accoutrements, the, the the pageantry, the 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 the, the majesty. The, the whole it's, it's Steve, it's, it's truly majestic. We decided to open up oh, the yeah. door into the frigid nature. And so the show, it, it, you can occasionally you may hear a breeze come in. You may oh, see yeah. a raccoon that would would come into the. Come I into see the a raccoon mid- right now. So you're, it's a very a natural show. We're keeping that natural vibe, and we're talking about the art of getting things done today. So many entrepreneurs say they they struggle to get things done. In fact, Lee Cockrell, Lee Cockrell is the former executive vice president of Walt Disney World Resorts. What does that mean? What what does that mean? Does that mean he's like the janitor? No, that means he ran the whole Walt Disney World Resorts. He was responsible for managing 40,000 people, 40,000 people at one time, 40,000 cast members. And what he had to do is he had to hold people accountable. And he said the number one excuse that people had for not getting things done is, they would say... I ran out of time. Oh, he said that all that. He said that's not an excuse. You can't say you ran out of time at Walt Disney World, and so he had to teach his team how to become fastidious time management managers. I actually helped him put together a book called Time Management Magic. You can find that book over there if you go to Amazon. Type in Time Management Magic. That's a book that I helped Lee Cockerell uh, put together. But this is move number thirty-eight. Work via appointment only. Do not ever participate in the time-wasting game of phone tag. Now, here's a notable quotable, and then I want to get Steve's take on this. Patch Adams, uh, who was the, the Patch Adams is the guy who essentially Robin Williams um, pretended to be, you know, for about four months, and he made a cool $21 million for doing so. But Patch Adams is the character, the doctor that the movie's made about. He says, you've got to know what you want. This is central to acting on your intentions. When you know what you want, you realize that all there is left then is time management. You manage your time to achieve your goals because you clearly know what you're trying to achieve in your life. I, Steve, that's, I think that's super important that everybody listening to this show today asks themselves, what do I really want to achieve with my life? That, that, Steve, that's a, that's a big thing when you actually sit down and ask yourself, what do you want to achieve? I want to ask you this. When you decided, because you, you did debt collecting first, right? Yeah. What did you want to achieve that made you want to switch into the mortgage business? I mean, what was the thing where you thought, okay, I want to achieve this certain lifestyle or make this certain income or do what, what, what made you decide? Cause everybody listening to the show today, you know, maybe has that, that thing that they they're almost uh, nervous about even telling people that they're dreaming for. Cause it seems too big. It seems too right. crazy. What, what was the thing you were dreaming for? Well, for me, I worked all the time. I made great money, but I literally worked pretty much from, you know, nine or 10 in the morning till nine o'clock at night. And wow. I, I loved what I did for a while because I had really good, you know, income from it. But I have kids, you know, I think Emma was, you know, two or three or four and um, I couldn't go to my kids school play. I couldn't get out for anything. I would work a weird schedule where, where um, the typical schedule was like noon to nine, a couple of days. And, and you were a, and you were a debt collector. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And I did really well. I was 24, 25 years old and I, and I was rocking. And what would you, I mean, what would, what would your, what would your day look like? It would look like uh, sitting on the, on a headset in a cubicle. Making 150 to 200 phone who, calls a day. Who did you work for? I worked for CFS back in the day, and then I worked for. Is uh, that Bill Bartman's Re- company? Mm-hmm. Okay. And then I worked for United Recovery Systems, which was they kind of opened up after CFS uh, shut down. And where did you? Where, where were you? Where, where did you work? Were you located here in Tulsa? Or? Yeah, I was at 65th and Lewis. Okay, so 65th and Lewis. When you got to work, at what time? 
Um, I usually got there, like, some days we worked, like, 8 to 5, so you'd have to get there about 7.30, and then you'd work. Here was their move, is they would drop new accounts at, like, 4.45, and they'd say, oh, I know you're you're leaving in 15, but if you don't stay, we're going to give these to someone else. Okay, so so you you would want to get those extra leads. Yeah. And you'd stay how late? Until I got them done. Okay, so you would get to work again about 9, you're saying? Yep. And you'd work until? 9. Nine, okay. And did you make commission for what you brought in, or how yep. does that how does that work? Yeah, I made commission. So walk walk, walk us through for people who aren't familiar with debt collectors, debt collections. I want you want to explain this. What does that look like? I mean, if somebody owes, who who do they owe money to? Uh, various people. Like we collected for Capital One, we collected for American Express. The big the big um, accounts that I worked for a long time were they called it American Express Business Finance. So when people default default on their Amex Gold Card. Okay. They'd give them a payment arrangement, and when they defaulted on that, it would come to us. So we'd get balances on cards that were anywhere from two grand to two hundred grand. Okay, so someone owes two grand or two hundred grand of credit card debt, and you're calling these people and trying to get them to pay. Yep. Do you get them to pay over the phone? Do they have yep. to mail in money, or how do you do it? Yeah, we did it over the phone. And uh, did you get a lot of training there? I mean, was there was there a lot of what was the culture like there? Um, you know, there was, I mean, the there there wasn't a lot of training. I mean, I think maybe. In the very beginning, there was just you go like most companies, you go through two weeks of training and then you go hit the floor and and you and I just want because I want I want to get this. This is so you you're working there and you're making good money. Yeah, could you define what good money is? Well, you know when you're 23, 24, and you're making about a twenty-seven thousand dollars salary. Yeah, and you're making you know one hundred and twenty-five thousand dollars in commission. Really? Then. And you're yeah, making what kind of commission do you get on when you are collecting debt? Is it ten percent? Is it a twenty percent? Is it five percent? What do you- the easy math is I had to cover my chair, which was my salary. So once I collected eighty six hundred and sixty six dollars a month in fees, yeah, then I was in commission, and then at that point I co- I made thirty percent of every fee dollar that I collected for the company. So it was like the company might collect a thousand dollars, we might get paid thirty percent of that, and I would make a percent of that. And what so. what kind of if, if somebody owes, let's say they owe a hundred thousand dollars of debt. How much of a fee goes to the company? Um, depending on the type of account, anywhere from fifteen to forty-five percent. Okay, and so you you're you're collecting, you're making a lot of money. I think there's, I think there's somebody listening to the show right now who goes, okay, I, I get this now. I I make a lot of money. I, I'm I do what you do. Yeah, I work from like nine to nine, and you're saying you just wanted to be home more, or what were you really looking yeah, for? Yeah, I just in that environment, you were constantly in fear for your job because if you missed work, they would hand out your what we would call our hot follow-ups the people that we were talking to that we were about to get big money from and so that you're constantly in fear and so you couldn't take off work i never took a vacation because i was afraid if i went on vacation someone wouldn't take care of my stuff and i'd come back and i'd lose income and um so i wanted to have time freedom where um i wasn't constantly in fear for my job and that i could actually spend time with my kids and be able to go to events that they had did you like go to a conference or did you read a book or did, what was the, the the turning point for you where you thought okay I'm going to change into a new career? No, I didn't really go. I mean, I I kind of started getting into I wanted to start flipping houses because I thought if I did that that I could make some money and then I could be free of debt collection. Did you but actually flip houses? One. You did? Yep. did? Did it turn out well or was it kind of an epic no, disaster? No, <laughs> I, think I, I, I think I changed every light bulb and every uh, you know. Um, receptacle and panel and the whole house and probably spent way too much money and 
it took too long and it, well, I sold it. I probably didn't make any money. When we come back, I want to hear more about your transition from the debt collector into the mortgage man. Because everyone knows now, if you type in Tulsa Mortgages, you're going to find Steve Currington. And he's Tulsa's number one mortgage man. But how did he get there? How did he go from where he was to where he is? I, I am fascinated. Tulsa wants to know the Steve Currington story. Stay tuned. It's the Thrive Time Show on your radio. We're talking about the art of getting things done. Ready to enter the Thrive Time Show on Talk Radio 1170. You can try all you want. Your time is up. I'll tell you why. Fired. All right, we're talking about time management today, specifically the art of getting things done. And we're, we're giving an opportunity for Steve Currington, Tulsa's number one mortgage man, to share his story. And uh, wh- why are we talking about this? We're talking about this because you, the listener, you, the entrepreneur, you, the, the business owner, you, the aspiring success story, you have to start somewhere. Napoleon Hill once wrote, he said, the time will never be just right. You must start now. The time will never be just right. Uh, he also said a dream, he says a, a, he says a goal is just a dream with a deadline. He says a goal is just a dream with a deadline. Patch Adams, the famous doctor, said, you've got to know what you want. This is central to acting on your intentions. When you know what you want, you realize that all there is left then is time management. You'll manage your time to achieve your goals because you clearly know what you're trying to achieve in your life. That's Patch Adams. So Steve Currington, so many people out there want to be successful, um, and, but they feel kind of enslaved to a job that pays them very well. And right. so as an example, you are a debt collector. You're 24, what, 23 at the time. Yep. And uh, you're making more than six figures a year. Yep. And uh, when was the catalyst? What was the turning point? Did you get super motivated? Did you go to like a Tony Robbins conference and you're just like, yes, I'm I'm, I'm gonna quit my job, put in my two week notice, and start my thing? Oh, yeah. Or or what was it? Was there some big event? What happened that made you transition from debt collection into the mortgage business? Well, you know, I I prepared for weeks and going to conference. No, I got fired. So oh. <laughs> that you know, management and I sometimes don't see eye to eye on things. Eye, uh, yeah, yeah. And they're like, "Hey, look, you do really well. You collect a lot of debt, but you know, you you're just, fired. Your desk will be outside now." Yeah, yeah. We were we were kind of going through some things. There were some management changes, and yeah, I kind of got helped. And I often, I'm I'm actually um, more proud of people that will just like like make a decision to just quit their job and go do their thing because right. I think that's pretty awesome. Yeah. Because when I did it. I don't really have a choice. I just kind of was like, oh, geez. You know, what am I going to oh, do? Oh, geez. Oh, And so oh, I made Bjorn. about, um, that was in April of, of 2005. And I made about 40 grand, you know, like up to that point. Yeah. I made like, you know, 10 grand a month. It was about three and a half months. And um, you're making 10,000 a month. Yeah. And so the next, then I got in the mortgage business. And I think the next, the rest of that year, which would have been like, you know, eight or 10 months. Yeah. I made about 13 grand. A thirteen grand, man. So you make ten <laughs> so, grand a month, or thirteen grand for the year, man. Right, and okay. so it was not easy. I mean, it was definitely tough. But you know, um, 
they they helped me out the door and i'm glad they did now now so now when you find yourself as a mortgage guy you realize that time is money you know right, right. now so people will say hey i'll call you back steve but if we want to say hey I'll, I'll i'll fax that back to you hey we'll i'll be in touch hey right. we'll, we'll, we'll 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 circle back oh yeah i love the circle back i'll well, i'll circle back I'll, I'll call you later hey i tell you what why don't i call you later but if you have found it if you don't work via appointment if you don't say okay well clay what specific time will you call me back then you end up playing the it's it's a way for entrepreneurs to slowly lose all their time it's an evil game it's called phone tag right and so you don't ever want to end uh, a conversation with hey we'll just circle back hey because you end up with that that phone tag stuff so talk to me about how you've learned to work via appointment only and maybe give us some tips for anybody out there who just says man i i uh struggle with that move yeah when i when i meet with someone and i have an appointment it's very intentional because I work a Dream 100 list of agents that I want to work with. And then sometimes agents that are not on my Dream 100 will, will reach out. And they'll say, hey, I, I like what you're doing. I like what you're doing. I, I want to meet with you. And so I will get them on the calendar. I will take you know 15 or 30 minutes to meet with anybody. Right. But at that meeting, it's the same as every meeting. I present my one sheet that goes over the benefits of our company. And then if I determine in that meeting that this is somebody that I think I can get along with, that I can do business with, right? then I will immediately book the next appointment. I want to make sure mm. that if I want to hang out with you again and if we're going to do something, we could sit here for hours so planning. Let me, so let me let me try to not set an appointment, and then if you we could role play, and if you could actually set an appointment, okay? Got it. So, uh, Steve, I love what we've heard here today. I love it. As, you know, as, as a real estate agent in Tulsa, I love I love what you're doing. I love I mean, I love I love the Patriots. I love uh, you. I love mortgages. I love. Uh, uh, well, I just love it. I love long, long, long walks on the on the beach, and you're just hearing me ramble and ramble and ramble. I go, so I'm going to circle back. I mean, I will circle back, you know, because I want to. I want to move forward. Well, if and that's great. I don't mind circling back with you, but my, I keep pretty busy. And I would say, if you're interested in what I had to say, and you like well, that, we we is okay. We then, are. I mean, we are. You know, I'm trying to. What we should do, you know, to today is um, Tuesday at twelve. Tuesday, and okay, yeah. We should just set up a weekly meeting mm, where we so, can meet every Tuesday at 12. Oh, let me just uh, look at my, uh, uh, you mean right now, like look at my calendar like right now? Well, we we just have it right now and we were oh. able to meet today, so I'll just put it on, I'll just change that appointment to recurring. Okay. And so we'll I'll, see I'll, you next Tuesday. Okay, so that's what we'll meet is Tuesdays at, at uh, what time again? At 12. Oh, 12, I'll put it in my calendar right now. Boom, and that's how it works. Right. But most people just are not used to living in the present. They're always like, well, someday we'll circle back, you know, someday. Yeah, let me check. You know what, you know, by someday. the way, Clay, you know what this means, this is code for? You know, I need to check my calendar and yeah, get check, back to you. Yeah, check, I need to check my calendar. You know calendar. what that means? I'm going to check my calendar. I do not want to meet with you. Oh. So, therefore, I'm going to get you off the phone by saying I need to go check my calendar. Oh, so not nice. Like, people do that. And they do when that. someone says I need to check my calendar, I say, okay. And then uh, I know they're not really going to check their calendar, and then I just keep calling them until they cry by or die. Now, Steve, we have the honor today. We have the, we have the privilege today to oh, have kind of a, a miniature a miniature entrepreneur on the show, a guy who's smaller in, in height than the average entrepreneur. Uh, who, uh, who do we have over there? What is your name, sir? Um, Aubrey Clark. Oh, you, you're, Whoa. He, he's my son. He's on Aubrey the show. Aubrey Clark's on the show. Whoa. Oh, my gosh. Yes. I didn't know who that was standing next to me. Now, Aubrey, how, how old are you at last count? Ten. Ten. Okay. Now, what what what's the name of your your business that you're you're starting up there? MotownTulsa.com. Uh, for, for anybody who was saying, you know, I was trying to write it down, but I was having some baked beans. I was, uh, you know, I was I was listening to it. I was switching in between stations. I didn't have a pen ready. I'm trying to drive a car. Listen, I'm trying to drive a car here. Um, what, what what's that website again? 
MotownTulsa.com. And so if I'm listening and I'm trying, I'm going, well, okay, so what are the services that you guys offer there at MotownTulsa.com? Um, cl- cleaning up leaves. Um, What's they're very good at? Mowing. Mowing? Mowing. Yeah. Okay, so now, so walk me through what's the no-brainer offer you're offering for all of Tulsa out there? What's what's the deal? Because a lot of people want to know, but a lot of people can't hear if you don't just eat that microphone with a majestic passion. So first mo free. The first mo's free. Woo! The first yes. mo's free. You like so? Wait a minute. You'll come mow my grass. Yep. And I don't have to pay you the first time. Yes. Oh, what if all I have no-brainer. right? What if I have right now is all I have on my on my lawn right now? Are, 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 on my lawn right now is leaves. Will you still come out there and just do the first mow over the leaves for a dollar? Yep. Now, what's your web? What's your website? How do I book an appointment with you? Um, MotownTulsa.com, and you call my mom. Okay, yep. so you we get the website is what? MotownTulsa.com. Okay, and they have to call who? My mom. Okay, so what's your purple cow? What makes you different in this crowded marketplace of landscapers throughout the world? What makes you different? Um, I'm a kid, and I mow lawns. Oh, well, I, I got something. It's on his website. You should okay, go yeah. under services. What what he does is like the there's no blades of grass that are left untouched. No, oh, no blades and of grass. So I've watched him. It's amazing, Aubrey. He goes and gets in a push up position after he gets done mowing, and he huh. just holds it there. Oh, nice. For like three minutes because he's Steve. super strong. That's a joke, and Steve. He, <laughs> he looks he looks across the yard. And he's like, there are no blades of grass no, untouched. <laughs> Do not believe that. That is a joke. <laughs> <laughs> That's not the truth. Okay, <laughs> so, so so again, what's your website again, Aubrey? MotownTulsa.com. Okay, now do you have any lawn mowers, or is this more of something that you you believe to have in the future? I mean, what, tell us, tell us what, what do you have? Uh, I, have a, I have a Husqvarna push mower self-propelled, and I have a riding Husqvarna lawnmower. Could you repeat that one more time? Some people are, are not have, as, they're not into the landscaping like you are. They don't maybe know the brand. I have a Husqvarna push mower. It's self-propelled, and I have a riding um, Husqvarna lawnmower. Oh, no! Nice. This is a good. This is a good deal. And again, one more, one more time. What's what's that website, Aubrey? MotownTulsa.com. Unbelievable! Well, I, it's fun to have aspiring entrepreneurs on the show, especially when they happen to be your son. And Aubrey, again, at the last count, I mean, I know things have changed in the last thirty seconds. How old are you right now? Ten. Unbelievable! Wow, he, he doesn't. He doesn't. He he kind of has uh, the, the kind of that, that wisdom. He kind of could yeah. be. 40 yeah. maybe 45 i was watching him put up his vigor. mower a minute ago oh yeah like, he's just so strong he's powerful i mean hey, i was like wow it's a serious question have you been giving him roids steve because that's not allowed we don't we <laughs> well don't. Mo- roids and motivation yeah. i've been mm-hmm. like, we, telling him we motivating went, him we went to uh, a hobby lobby and i have these signs that say as for my family you know we will serve the lord and i said do you guys have the sign you know the the real sign you know the the, the one that everyone wants and uh, you know, I, I talked to my Hobby Lobby professional, and she goes, "Oh, you mean the one?" I said, "Yeah. Do you have do you have the sign?" Because it's, it's obvious. I mean, if you're a, if you're a dad and you see a, a son who's got such physical physical potential, you, you need this sign. And the sign says, "Ask for this house. We don't take steroids." Right. right? Yep. And so, and I just want to make sure you're not giving We're him the steroids. Very, no, no, I have not. Giving him any steroids, just motivation. Nice. Yeah. Now we come back. And we're airheads. Ta- and airheads. <laughs> All right. Now we come back. We're talking about move number 39 in the art of getting things done. How do you get things done? Stay tuned for move 39 right here on the Thrive Time Show on your radio. Business coaches everywhere. You know that I'm a hustler. 